Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another soothing episode of The Dictionary. My name is Spencer. I am going to be your reader for today. And, uh, you know, that's that's how this is going to go. It's the podcast where I read the dictionary and you listen to me reading the dictionary. And then I try and make it a little bit more interesting than just just the words and the definitions and the etymology. I hope it is fun for you. It is fun for me to sit here all alone talking to myself. Uh, Happy birthday, Jeff. This is the top of page 302. We're going to have some fun words. This episode, tomorrow, the next day. Yeah, we're in a fun fun section. C-R-Y. Almost. Uh, Okay, so the first word in this episode is... Crucero or Crucero. It is spelled C R U Z E I R O. Crucero. Noun from 1927. And uh, this is uh, very much related to the last word in yesterday's episode because this is the basic monetary unit of Brazil from 1942 to 1985 and from 1991 to 1993. So yesterday, we had cruzan, which was, uh, no, 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 not that word, the one before that, cruzado. Uh, That was the money from 1986 to 1990, so that fits in perfectly right here. So they went from the crucero for 43 years, then they went to the cruzado, and then they went back to the Cruzeiro until 1993. And then, uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened after that. We'll have to find some information. Uh, yeah, it's money. Portuguese money. In No, no, it's Brazilian money. It's a Portuguese word. Okay. Next word is pronounced cruth, but it is spelled... These are the best words. C-R-W-T-H. W isn't usually a vowel, but in this case it is. Uh, this, this is one of those fun Welsh words. C-R-W-T-H is pronounced cruth, noun from 1793, and it is the number one definition for the third form of crowd, which, uh, third form of crowd, number one definition, an ancient Celtic stringed instrument that is plucked or bowed. Yeah, yeah, and it says there, called also Cruth, and I'm sure I had no idea how to pronounce it. So yeah, we, we maybe by the time this airs, we will a- actually have uh, posted a picture of this thing on, uh, on the social media, at DictionaryPod, if you want to go find it and say hi and message me and tag me or whatever. Next word is the word cry. C-R-Y. First form. Verb. From. The 13th century. Starting with transitive. One. To utter loudly. And the synonym is shout. Cry out. What are we crying out? There's the town crier who's not crying. They're crying. They're crying about information. Number two is archaic, and the synonyms are beg and beseech. Three, to proclaim 
publicly, and the synonym is advertise. That's very similar to the number one, shouting, utter loudly, proclaim publicly, as in, this is for number three, as in, cry their wares. So you got people on the street, people selling merchandise. Speaking of merchandise, you can go my, buy merchandise for this podcast on TeePublic. The link is in the show notes. So they, they, wanted, they want people to buy their wares. So they're crying out, advertise, hey, come over here, come buy my wares. Okay, now we have intransitive. One, to call loudly. And the synonym is shout. Two, to shed tears, often noisily. And the synonyms are weep and sob. I don't know why often noisily has to be in there. What would what would shedding tears be not noisily? But yeah, this is we all know about this. We've all we've been doing this since the moment we was born. Some of us do it more than others. Uh number three, to utter a characteristic sound or call. Like the like the cry of a of a bird, maybe. Four, to require or suggest strongly a remedy or disposition, as in, this is a quote, a hundred things which cry out for planning. And that is from Roger Burlingame. So to require or suggest strongly a remedy or disposition. Uh, a, hundred, a hundred things that need to be planned. That is a lot of work. Yes, strongly, remedy or disposition, those are kind of odd words here, but... Yes, you got to plan for things. We have a few phrases. The first one is cry havoc. That's the word H-A-V-O-C. So this means to sound an alarm. Havoc is happening and you have to cry out publicly so people are aware that something is happening. There's cause for alarm. I have not heard that phrase. But I have heard this phrase, cry over spilled milk. And this means to express vain regrets for what cannot be recovered or undone. It happened. No use crying over spilled milk. It happened. You got to clean it up. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was on purpose. I don't know why people are going around spilling milk. But uh, it's, it happens. It happened. It happened. It happened. And you got to do something about it. Just move forward and find a solution. No use crying over spilled milk. I think some people say spilt milk, possibly. And we got one more phrase, cry wolf. And this means to give alarm unnecessarily. And of course, that is from the story, The Boy Who Cried Wolf, where, what's the story? The boy, he was always shouting out, oh boy, there's a wolf around our sheep. And I maybe he was doing it as a practical joke. Until one day, there actually was a wolf, and nobody believed him, because he was always playing practical jokes. So, you know, maybe you don't want to cry wolf, because then maybe people won't believe you when it's real. The boy was crying havoc unnecessarily, so he became the boy who cried wolf havoc. Next word, oh, is there etymology that we should discuss? 
Uh, let's see. This is from Latin queritare, and that means to make a public outcry. See, the word cry is in outcry. It just got shortened. You're just crying out, outcry. Um, and then perhaps, perhaps, from the word, I think this is still Latin, queris or queerit, uh, and that is a Roman citizen. So a Roman citizen is making a public outcry, and it became cry, utter loudly, proclaim publicly, and then somehow it just became weeping. Yeah, next word. It is the second form of cry, noun from the 13th century. One, an instance of crying. I you I think it would be so funny just to go up to somebody who's crying and say, "Oh, you uh you have an instance of crying right now." As one a, an art and nope, an inarticulate utterance of distress, rage, or pain. It's a it's a noun trying to an inarticulate utterance. You you have such distress or rage or pain in your body, and you just cry out. It's inarticulate. There's no there's no words behind it. It's just a sound, and you have uttered it out. Uh, okay, number one B is obsolete, and the synonyms are outcry and clamor. That is spelled C L A M O R. Number two A is also obsolete, and the synonym is proclamation. You are making a proclamation publicly out loud. To be, this is Scottish, and it also is plural, so I guess it would be cries, uh, but the synonym is bans, B-A-N-N-S, and, uh, you know, you may just have to go back and find that. Maybe if I, yeah, I'm not going to go back and read the definition, but uh, maybe in the show notes I'll tell you which episode that was in uh, if you want to go hear me talk about it probably very terribly. Number three, synonyms are entreaty and appeal, as in a cry for help. Help, help. Number four, a loud shout. Five, synonyms are watchword, which is one word, watchword, and also slogan. Hmm. I, yeah, I've not heard cry used for a slogan. 6A, common report. 6B, a general opinion. These are all very odd to me. 7, the public voice raised in protest or approval. That one makes more sense because we all know it's about a public outcry. Uh, that was 7. Number 8, a fit of weeping. You're crying a cry. We all need a good cry every now and again. I don't have many cries. I just don't. I think I think they're good. I think we all could use some. Maybe I should just force myself to watch some either super sad or super happy movies. It's the happy stuff that usually gets me. Um, okay, number nine. The characteristic sound or call of an animal. 10A. A pack of hounds. That is called a cry? 10B1. The synonym is 
pursuit. And this is used in the phrase in full cry, as in the example, hounds in full cry. Now, I have to imagine because all of these, the the pack of hounds and also pursuit, these are both under the number 10 definition that hounds in full cry, I mean, it says it means pursuit, but cry also means a pack of hounds. So they're in their full pack in pursuit. Hmm. 10B2, a peak of activity or excitement. And this is also used in the phrase in full cry, as in a campaign in full cry. Let's see. Okay, we're going to move on. This is the prefix cry or cryo. And there's no year. It just means cold or freezing, as in cryonics. Also as in cryogen. And of course, we're going to see those in the future sometime. Uh, It just says this is uh, from the Greek cryo with a K or cryos. And there's more at the word crust. But it doesn't say what cryos means, although I have to assume it means cold. But why there's more at the word crust, I'm not so sure. Next is crybaby. One word, noun from 1851. There is a movie called Crybaby, and I don't think I've ever seen it. I'm going to have to put that on the list. One who cries or complains easily or often. That's just what it is. Uh, But, you know, it's not usually used in the nicest way. So, just be aware of that. Next is cry down. Two words. And now I'm very curious to see if we're going to get to cry up. Is that a thing? Oh my God, it is. It surely is. Uh, That will be one, two, three, four episodes from now. But we're not there yet. We have to first talk about cry down. Transitive verb from 1598. The synonyms are disparage and depreciate. So depreciate, when something depreciates in value, it goes down, the value goes down. Disparage, I guess if you're, if you're disparaging somebody, you're maybe making them feel down, you're putting them down. But yeah, so it's cry down. I don't know if this gets used much. Next is crying. It's the act of crying. This is an adjective from circa 1605. One, calling for notice, as in, a crying need. Two, synonyms are notorious and heinous. Heinous is spelled H-E-I-N-O-U-S, as in, a crying shame. Oh, that that thing was uh, such a crying shame. Next is cryobiology. Yeah, cryobiology. It's, I'm going to just guess, it's the study of very cold living things. Let's find out. Noun from 1960. The study of the effects of extremely low temperature on living organisms and cells. 
cryobiological is an adjective, and cryobiologist is a noun. Can you imagine being a cryobiologist? All you do is put living things and cells in very cold situations and see how they react. And mm, depending on the situation, I don't think that's always the best thing to do. I mean, it's good for science, but I, you know, it's not like I'm about to throw my cat into a freezer. No, that's unethical. That's very bad. But there are some things that uh, that thrive in cold situations, so you know they're okay. They're cool. I <laughs> get it. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Next is cry off. And of course, now I want to know, is there a cry on? Cry on. Um, no, there is not. So, cry off, two words, intransitive verb, 1775, chiefly British. Uh, okay, it's verb. The first one is intransitive, which means to beg off. To beg off. Maybe the transitive will help. This one says to call off as a bargain. So you made a bargain with somebody. Maybe you're doing a trade, but then you said, nope, I don't want to do it anymore. So you have, you've cried, cried it off, called it off. And then I guess to bet. Oh, okay. So the other one to beg off, that means uh, you're still making a deal, but you are, you are asking the other person to, to call it off. I think, I think, you're begging them to call it off. Please, please, let's not do this deal. Okay, next word. It is cryogen. C-R-Y-O-G-E-N. Noun from 1875. A substance for obtaining low temperatures. And the synonym is refrigerant. It's, uh, you need a thing to make things cold. I was just watching an older episode, because uh, I, because it was sitting on my DVR, of Cosmos. The, I think it's the third season of Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, maybe episode 12 or 13, and there was the story of when, when refrigerators started. There used to be a box and an ice man, and he would come and bring a, a big block of ice that you'd put in this box, but then the ice would melt, and then they figured out a way to make a, a thing that's cold, but there was all these chemicals going through the air. And then they came up with chlorofluorocarbons, which is the best dang word, chlorofluorocarbons. And I'm sure we talked about those a while ago. Um, and that really helped. It was able, it, they were able to make things cold and they used them in lots of things. But then of course those ended up creating the hole in the ozone layer. So that's not great. But anyway, that's what made me think of this. It's a cryogen. It's a, you got you got to keep things cold in your house these days. So cryogen, I guess, is a type, a type of refrigerant. Um, it is also called cryogenic, which is our next word. Adjective from 1896, 1A of or relating to the production of very low temperatures. 1B, being or relating to very low temperatures. 2A, requiring or involving the use of a cryogenic temperature, i.e. very cold. 2B, requiring cryogenic storage. 
So you can put your decapitated head in that and keep it for later when the future happens and you want to see what the future is like. 2C. Suitable for storage of a cryogenic substance. Cryogenically is an adverb. And that's it for that one. Cryogenics is next. We just added an S. Noun from circa 1934. A branch of physics that deals with the production and effects of very low temperatures. Cryogenics. Next. Next is cryolite. C-R-Y-O-L-I-T-E. Noun. From 1801. A mineral consisting of a fluoride of sodium and aluminum found especially in Greenland, usually in white cleavable masses and formerly used as a source of aluminum. Just because the word aluminum was in here twice, I have to shout out that episode of Parks and Rec when uh, when they go to England and the British guy says the way that they say it, which is aluminium, because I think they add an I near the end. And then he says to Andy, the not British one, how do you say it? And of course, you think he's going to say aluminum, but he says something like aluminum. He adds a, a whole other L in there. Aluminum. I think that's what he says. Oh boy, that that's a that's a fun episode. Next is cryonics. Noun from 1967. The practice of freezing a person who has died of a disease in hopes of restoring life at some future time when a cure for the disease has been developed. Cryonic is an adjective. So, I have to assume that people have actually tried this. Whether or not there are people who are still frozen to this day, I'm not so sure. I, but, you know, people, people have done crazier things, so probably somewhere in the world there is at least one body that is frozen to hopefully either uh, cure them of a disease that they have someday or uh, bring them back to life just because they wanted to. There's the rumor that Walt Disney had his head frozen. I don't think it's true. I'm pretty sure it's not true. But it is possible. Whether or not they can actually bring these people back or their head back especially, that is uh, not so sure. Not so sure about that. Meh, maybe maybe someday. Not not anytime soon. Next is cryophilic. C-R-Y-O-P-H-I-L-I-C. Adjective from 1942. If you know prefixes and suffixes, you should be able to figure out what this is. Uh, thriving at low temperatures. And I always mix up philic. I guess I guess that means uh, it likes it, it thrives it. But there was another, a similar one that's like afraid of it. That would be cryophobia, cryophobic, cryophobic. That's what it would be. It would be uh, repelling, and cryophilic is uh, attracting. 
So yes, thriving at low temperatures. There are things like that. We got one more for this episode. It is cryopreservation. All one word. Noun from 1968. Surprised that that one is just one year later than cryonics, which is the practice of freezing a person who has died of a disease in hopes of restoring life at some future time when a cure for the disease has been developed. So cryopreservation. Preservation, as of cells, by subjection to extremely low temperatures. And yeah, they know in the health the health world, the science world, they know that if you bring the temperature down of a thing, it's going to slow down. It's going to be able to last longer. When people, I think, have heart surgery or other things, they will, they have covered them in ice. They will bring them to a very low temperature. And so it's just easier for them to uh, survive uh, in, in that situation. I don't know. I'm not describing that very well, but you get it. Cryopreserve. Cryopreserve. That is a transitive verb. All right. So it's time to reread the words. We had crucero, cruth, cry, 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 cry baby, cry down, crying, cryobiology, cry off, cryogen, cryogenic, cryogenics, cryolite, cryonics, cryophilic, and cryopreservation. Well, we're definitely going to have some more cold words in tomorrow's episode, so I may I may just pick cry as the word of the episode. It's, uh, it's, um, I don't know, there's so many things to say about cry. It's this natural thing that happens to just about every human. I'm sure there are people, there are some people who have some sort of condition, uh, where they can't cry, don't cry, whatever it is, you know, there's always, there's always exceptions to the rules. Um, but yeah, we all, we all cry and it's very therapeutic and, uh, it's fascinating to me that there are actors who can, uh, cry on demand, basically. Uh, it's, it's a very interesting and unique skill and, uh, you know, I'm sure that if people practiced it, they could do it, but, um, yeah, cry, cry, I'm crying over you. Oh, and then we just watched a movie last night where Rebecca Del Rio sings a song called, in Spanish, uh, Llorando, with two L's at the beginning, which I think literally means crying. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to sing that song because I will I will completely butcher it, but you should watch that scene in Mulholland Drive where she sings that song because she is a fantastic singer and that is uh that is an understatement all right this is the end of this episode thank you very much for listening and until next time this is spencer dispensing information goodbye